boy. Oh boy. You know, we gotta have it. We dodged it for this long, it's gotta happen. It's time, it's time, for, time the for the goalie, goalie conversation. conversation. What? Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What? Not nice! There's a giant head! You hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Well, that certainly was a Sunday game on Sunday. Leafs lose 5-2 to the Detroit Red Wings. And we do need to have the bunting conversation and the goalie conversation. I'm not sure which one's going to come first. Oh, well, this is going to come first. Think you know which way it's going to go? Head on over to Sports Interaction. When the puck drops, Sports Interaction has you covered pregame live betting on all major sports like MLB because we've got the Blue Jays back and they are so the Blue Jays so far and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN and download the Sports Interaction app. You can find the QR code on the screen here, but only if you're 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Listen, before we have either conversation, what was this game? All right, the, the Leafs won last night. That's great. Hockey night in Canada. That's great. Shutout against the Ottawa Senators. That's great. But as soon as they announced at Morning Skate that Mitch Marner was not going to be playing, I thought, okay. You know, it's funny. There's greatness, or at least the potential for greatness on the Leafs, and there's greatness that is appreciated and not appreciated. Austin Matthews, I think, is an example of greatness that is appreciated. His 60-goal performance last year and the uptick in defense and hitting and everything else, people love that. People appreciated that, and when he's not in the lineup, oh, people fear it. Mitch Marner, I think, is underappreciated. Now, granted, I mean, let's face it, these games in the 70s are just not as important as, like, uh, a playoff game where you're missing John Tavares, for example, or a mid- or early-season game where you're missing your top center and one of the league's biggest superstars in Austin Matthews. But this Leafs lineup has options. For example, if a defenseman goes down, they have another defenseman who can go in their place and be an adequate replacement. Center is the one you pay the most attention to. If one of those guys goes, especially one of the top two guys, you feel it. Like, even if you think John Tavares is still a number one center in this league who happens to play number two, when Austin Matthews is out, who's number two? It ain't one of them. Mitch Marner sits out a game because he has some bumps and bruises, and we look through the middle and we're like, ah, that's, that's okay, it's okay. No, man, he really ties the room together. Yeah, I got faith in William Nylander to go up into that role and be adequate, but who else got promoted in all that? Sam Lafferty did a lot more sinking than swimming in this game. So it's announced that Marner is out, but then also Mark Giordano and Jake McCabe. And to be totally clear, Marner and Giordano and McCabe should be resting for at least a game down the stretch here. I'm totally for it, totally endorse the decision. But from morning skate, you know, oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a very Sunday, second half of a back-to-back -back with travel game that doesn't matter for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Still does matter a little bit because if Tampa wins out, they could get home ice, but the Leafs need like two, three wins, depending on how Tampa does 
over the next six games. So this is a lot of words. The Leafs' fourth line was Aberzizi Zahorna up the middle, did not know he did that, with Wayne Simmons. Connor Timmons was back in the lineup and he was on the left side. Matt Murray is the starting goaltender, which is fine, at home, which is not! He's gotta have one of the worst home save percentages in the National Hockey League, it's wild. So I guess we'll start there the goalie conversation. I was going back and forth with some fans about Matt Murray in this one and it may be irrelevant because we don't know how long he's gonna be out because he got injured, we'll get to that in a sec. I think he is a fine systems goalie. Like we've seen some great performances out of him, great performances recently. He did allow four goals against the Ottawa Senators. It was on like 50 shots. When the Leafs play their defensive game, when they play tight, when they kind of play the way they did against the Ottawa Senators yesterday. They're able to keep shots to the outside, limit the high danger, limit the rebounds that their goaltender gives up. They don't give up odd man rushes nearly as much. They don't give up breakaways, clean looks. When the team gives Matt Murray that, he can have success. I mean, geez, any goalie who plays professionally could probably have success of some sort in a system like that. But what I've found with Murray for not all of the season, but most of it, most of it. If that structure breaks down a little, you're not getting a save. Now, in his defense, that structure shouldn't break down. It shouldn't. A lot of things shouldn't happen. It's a game played on ice with a puck made of rubber. It happens. Ilya Samsonov, in relief in this game, gave the Leafs several saves they didn't deserve, whatever that means. Like I guess technically a breakaway is a save that your team doesn't deserve. Teams give up breakaways. It happens, man. You are the last line of defense. A goalie's gig is both unfair and the gig. The Leafs over the years have gotten better and better and better at defending in their own zone, in the neutral zone, at the offensive blue line, all of that and Sometimes it still breaks down. All the best teams in the league, sometimes they break down. But I'm sorry, this team is about to go up against Andre Vasilevsky for the second straight year. Last year in that seven game series, Vasilevsky wasn't even good and he still came up with the win. You can bet on the Lightning are gonna rely on him to make some saves. A large chunk of the Lightning's greatness is because he gives them saves, not just because they're so great at defense. Maybe part of the reason they're so great at defense is he gives them saves that they don't deserve. But the relationship the Leafs have with Matt Murray is when one doesn't have the other, it falls apart. Now, Lucas Raymond sweeps out his legs, complete accident, freak accident. Murray falls backwards, smacks the back of his head on the ice. It's gruesome. It's a thin plate on the back. There is padding. There's not a lot. And at the end of the day, it's your brain moving around in your skull. Or at least the idea of it, which is why he was taken out of the game. We didn't get a clear answer from Sheldon Keefe if Matt Murray was taken out of the game by the Leafs or the concussion spotters. I'm willing to bet it was both. And that's bad because one, you never want to see a guy on the team that you cheer for get hurt. And two, Playoff experience is a thing. I know 2017 was a long time ago and that was the last time Matt Murray won a Stanley Cup or won a playoff series even. It seems simple. He was gonna be the backup. Sammy was gonna start. It's a perfectly fine position to put Murray in. It feels a little bit more nervous putting Wool in that position. So let's pretend that's the position the Leafs are in. It's Joseph Wool who is now the backup and Ilya Samsonov is the starter. 
it's conceivable now with Murray Hurt and Samsonov, you know, sort of stretching it out during this game, making me very nervous that Joseph Wall, a third stringer at this point in his career, could be going up against Andre Vasilevsky, arguably year in and year out, the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. But you can't control the fact that the Lightning have Vasilevsky. Can Sammy give you saves? Can he win a game? Can he be adequate? Can he at very least be the reason, not the reason that you lose? Yes. Can Joseph Wool give you that? I think he can as well. Playoffs are a whole new ball game. It's terrifying, but I think he can do it. Now, the bunting conversation. So here's what happened, and I know Leaf fan, Leaf memorabilia all around. I'm gonna talk about this as objectively as I can. Bunting is getting into it. <laughs> that's his job. He's getting into it with Jake Wallman. And I mean, that's, that's a good trade if, if you can get that. Bunting's playing third line these days and Wallman is up on the top pair with Mo Sider. Sorry, you take that trade. Even if Bunting was on the top line, you take that trade. Top line winger versus top pair defenseman. Yeah, no, sorry, you take that trade. And I don't mean top line winger Marner, I mean top line winger Bunting. You, you see the difference? I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Bunting hits Wallman. He hits him real hard and Wallman didn't like it. It, cause it was walking the line a little bit. It was hard, it didn't tickle, that's Bunting's job. Hitting is allowed in hockey. The ref deemed that that hit was legal, play on. Wallman, in response, cross checks Bunting. That's not legal, still play on. First cross check, doesn't get the call. Bunting sits there. Second cross check, does get the call for both guys. Bunting called for embellishment. Now, if you're an NHL official, or you know an NHL official, referee, linesman, whatever it is, and you happen to see this video, I, I, I just, I have one request if if that's not too much okay and I, I know i know my reputation i'm gonna be civil about it do your actual holy smoking job now listen i know it's michael bunting i know it's michael bunting okay he's an agitator in this league and he's a motormouth this league is full of agitators and motormouths guys who play like rats and guys who try to hurt other guys and try to get under their skin. The difference is the refs seem to pick and choose which one of those agitating motor mouths and rats that they love and which ones they don't. Bunting, granted, has not done himself any favors. He has ranted and raved and screamed at the officials all season long. And, and can, can, can I, can I, can I tell you a theory that I have? Because I can tell you the moment, the moment things started to turn against Bunting. Because it wasn't just Bunting was getting all the calls. He was getting all the calls because there was some embellishment. There is truth to that. It is definitely a thing. Ever since Dan Kelly, linesman Dan Kelly, shoved Michael Bunting, shoved, like aggressively shoved him off of the ice, Ever since that moment, where that Bunting handled very well, by the way. All he did was he said, what the F are you doing? And then he looks around and he goes, that was crazy. He, he didn't do anything untoward. He said a swear word. Hockey players say swear words all the time. Ever since that moment that Dan Kelly shoved Bunting off of the ice, this dude can't do a thing. He doesn't get a gosh darn thing. Now, Bunting was at his worst shortly after with the mouthing off to the refs and everything, but I think that was born from the fact that he was getting assaulted every single play and nothing was getting called. Again, 
his, you know, motormouth reputation and maybe his a, a little a little bit of embellishment reputation. I'm sure that was a part of it. Theory, pet theory. I haven't heard this from anybody. Pet theory. The Leafs complained. The Le I mean, of course the Leafs complained. A ref put their hands on a player completely unnecessarily. I think the Leafs complained and the officials ever since said okay and started looking for it. That's something they do, by the way. We know that they go out and look for things. We know that because it was on microphone. This was actually caught on microphone and it was a scandal and it wasn't a big enough scandal. Tim Peel was in his last season as an NHL official and he was caught on a hot mic saying that he was looking for a penalty. It wasn't, wasn't that game against Detroit? That's, that's, that's just kind of... It's not actually related. I just I was, I was just thinking about it. He was caught on an actual hot mic. Hello? He was caught on a hot mic saying that he was looking to give a penalty to the Nashville Predators. He was looking for it. They're looking for stuff with Michael Bunting. Cross-check. I'm not going to call it. Cross-check and Bunting goes down. All right, we, you both go. You both go. Because I saw the cross-checking and I saw the embellishment. How? What percent of the penalties that Michael Bunting has drawn over the last, let's let's say, six weeks have just led to a Leaf power play? That's at least the second time he's been called for embellishment. Because, because why? Because why? He got cross-checked twice. Don't you fall down from a cross-check? They are looking for it. They are manipulative, vengeful little babies. This is what they do. Let's say Bunting did embellish there. Let, let's say, ah, uh, let, let, let's say he completely Oscar-worthy performance or, or Gemini-worthy performance at very least, Canada joke. Let's say he dove there. Make the call! Call the first thing! He does not have to do the second thing. Do you see how often this happens with the Leafs? Bunting has got to be a choir boy, and Sheldon Keefe has talked about that. And over the last little bit, he has been a choir boy. By his standards, anyway. He's, he's been a choir boy. What, what's he doing there? What's he doing there? He's just lying there, and he gets cross-checked, and he gets cross-checked, and he gets cross-checked. And stuff happens, stuff happens, stuff happens, and at some point, he snaps. I don't think he'd snap if it was stuff happens, stuff happens, stuff happens. Call. But Kadri? In those playoff runs with the Leafs, and yes, I am going there, Kadri in those playoffs runs with the Leafs, dirty hits, dirty hits, can't do it, can't do it, earn the suspension. The hit doesn't happen if the refs do their job, do their job. Game two against Boston in 2019 was a disgraceful catastrophe of officiating. I've been watching hockey all my life, and that one stands out as one of the worst, because when you just let everyone get away with everything, everyone assumes everything is legal. And then, after that embellishment call, what does Bunting get? He gets a 10-minute misconduct for uh, uh, taking a stick away, playfully, after a whistle? That sort of... Martian! Again, I go back to the Bruins. Broke Cam Atkinson's stick off a of face-off. Everyone, more people saw him do that than the last episode of Seinfeld, and nobody cared! That's a 10-minute misconduct? You just hate the guy. You hate the guy. Now, I've presented reasons for why I understand you hate the guy, but you gotta admit you hate the guy. And if you hate the guy, it makes it impossible for you to do your job. You do what your colleagues have been caught on microphone doing, and you're 
calling the game not as you see it, as you want to see it. You are bad at your job and corrupt. Do you understand that? Like, I really want you to feel that. When you go home, I want you to understand you did a bad job. You're bad at your job. You know what the bad part is? I think you're good at your job. You're very good at your job. You call the game the way it is mandated that you call it. From above. You got a boss. You got a boss. I get it. Everyone's got a boss. Bosses. Sometimes you don't even know who the boss is. There's so many bosses, right? It's one of those. This league has decided, ah, there's too many penalties. I always go back to this on the podcast. 2005, 2006, there were way too many penalties because they changed the rules a little bit. And rather than wait for the players to adjust to the rule changes, they dialed it back. So they have no opportunity to adapt to the new rules because you soften the rules for them so the game literally goes backward. Get a brain! Get an actual brain! That's not how any of this works! Now before we get to Sheldon Keefe's quotes, some Red Wings fans were tweeting at me that Michael Bunting got kicked out of the game for spitting. I do not believe that's what happened. He does spit if you go and look at the clip. I, it wasn't at a player. I don't think it hit a player. And also, if he spat and hit a player with that spit, he would have been kicked out of the game. It did say on a couple apps and websites that he got a game misconduct and that confused me when I saw him sitting in the box. Usually guys who get a game misconduct don't get to sit there. So I guess the penalty was just 10 minutes for we're done with you. We don't feel like working tonight. It's Sunday. I don't I don't know. So here's Sheldon Keefe after the game. Were you surprised that uh, Michael was assessed a 10 minute misconduct? Uh, surprised? I mean, based on the way that he's been officiated of late, I, no, I'm not surprised at all. So that's, that's part of it. But, you know, it's uh, Bunce has got to do the, his best to stay on the line. And in terms of how he's been officiated, Kyle will deal with that with the league. There's two things there. Number one, Keefe sticks up for his guy. There have been, like, rumors. There was that video clip of Bunting, like, uh, allegedly ignoring Keefe that Keefe sort of brushed off. Keefe is sticking up for his guy. Sometimes I look at Bunting on the third line and the success Yarncroke is having on the top line and Kerfoot on the second line. And I go, has Bunting screwed this up? Is he fumbling the bag? Like, he, he's, like, I hope he stays a Leaf. Whether he stays a Leaf or not, he's heading into a summer as a UFA where he should be able to secure the bag. Look what guys who have recently left the Leafs, who have played in top six roles, have gotten. Look what Zach Hyman got. He's, he's like, underpaid at this rate. But look what he got. He got generational wealth. Look at what Ilya Mikheyev got generational wealth that quote put me at ease that there is is not irreparable damage between the coach and player i think he likes this player he understands that listen michael bunting at his best helps get you through a round i think a big uh, part of the reason that the leafs didn't come out with the win against tampa is bunting was playing through an injury if, if those were regular season games last year he probably wouldn't have played here's the part of that quote that had me concerned i'm gonna let kyle sort it out that means He's expecting Kyle to call the league. I've already told you what I think the negative turning point for Michael Bunting's season is. And that is exactly why I don't know what I would do if I were Kyle. On one hand, stick up for your guys always. Stick up for your guys always. On the other hand, these guys suck. These guys suck so much. 
You can show them video after video after video of concrete evidence. This is what is happening out there. This shouldn't be happening out there. And they're just gonna look at you and groan and, and roll their eyes because you're a whiner and it's the leaves. So what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. We know from the cadre stuff that there will never be a correction until you point it out, right? That was one of the good things that Babcock helped fix. Kadri got this reputation. He went from probably drawing too many calls to drawing exactly none for like a month and a half. Babcock called it out in the media and all of a sudden Kadri was called like a relatively regular player. Hopefully Keefe fixed the problem here because like, I, I know Red Wing fans were probably not a huge fan of Michael Bunting during this game. That was him calm. That was him calm. You might not have liked the hit. Wallman didn't like the hit. I understand. I understand. All right? I'm not even saying Wallman can't respond. I'm just saying you gotta be kidding me calling that embellishment. When you go into debt with an NHL official, they make you pay every time. I don't know how the Leafs crawl out of that hole over the next six games. Keeping in mind that in a couple weeks you're going up against John Cooper's hockey team. He could have had a very lucrative career as a politician and he decided to be an NHL coach instead. And that's just the abrupt ending of the bunting conversation because I don't know what the outcome is going to be. We'll, we'll see how they call the next game and the game after that and the game after that. Questions. From Leafy Greens. I checked the NHL rule book. I didn't see a penalty for existing. And it's, it's actually a graphic that says Michael Bunting penalty existing. They do actually have a penalty for existing. Uh, they, they gave it to Alex Burroughs. Uh, that, that was another time where NHL officials were intentionally looking to give a player a penalty because they're corrupt babies. If you know, you know. From the Toronto Six. Roll Six? Absolutely roll six to the Isabel Cup champion, Toronto Six. Toronto wins a cup. It's, I, I like the sounds of that. From Sam L. That's hilarious. Sam Lafferty. What does he even do? Dude, I tell you what. That, uh, I mean, I obviously didn't talk about the goals in this game. I mean, it comes down to Murray didn't start the game on the greatest foot. The Leafs didn't play the greatest game in front of him. Second half of back-to-back -back travel. All that. And the lineup was a mess. Lafferty got a little bit, little bit more responsibility in this game, and he did not play well. I'm not going to write him off because he looks lost in the lineup as a guy who can play center and right wing, and there's another guy who looked lost in the lineup when he started his Leafs tenure who can play center and right wing, and that was Kelly Yarncroke. Never, never in my first month of watching Yarncroke as a Leaf would I have thought he would have ended up first line left wing and killing it. And lastly, for those of you who were worried from David Alter, Samsonov says he was feeling sore. Did a workout earlier in the day as he usually does when he isn't planning to start. Explains why he didn't look right at times. Buddy, I do not care. Start Joseph Wool on Tuesday. Absolutely not with any of that. Nope. No, oh, no. Sammy, protect Sammy at all costs. No. So, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. Brand new Steve Dangle podcast tomorrow. Um, do your job.